maybe maybe final question or second to last question back to the simplest stuff that uh, that we do trend following um what's your view robert on trend following being potentially crowded and the returns of the strategy decaying or diminishing over time as we've heard i mean you've mentioned the name winton winton has been publicly out saying that that they expect trend following returns to be weaker going forward than they have been in the past would you agree with that or is it impossible to tell too early to tell i don't know i mean it's it's definitely too early to tell um because because we need a lot of data to fit our strategies because they they only exist at the kind of bare threshold of statistical significance um you know a few years of poor performance is certainly not enough to to kind of kind of prove one way or the other uh, or at least prove with some kind of 90 95% confidence interval um that the performance really you know going forward is going to be much lower or, or negative um there's different ways of looking at this one way is to say well where where do the returns come from um it I, i'm i'm in sort of the the kind of behavioral finance camp i think it's sort of a psychological bias that people just just don't like um the style of trading where they're um taking small losses and holding on for bigger gains people people like taking profits um the other thing to look at is you know what's the aum in the um sort of trend following space versus the total AUM out there um, and uh, you know that number fluctuates over time but but it's it, I'd say it's probably maybe 10% at most of kind of actively managed money probably less um, now that doesn't mean to say that there are markets where you know a bit much more than 10% of the volume is being done by by trend followers um, although actually let me be a bit more pedantic because we trade quite slowly um it's quite likely there are markets out there where you know a reasonable percentage of the positions are being held the open positions are being held by trend followers um but because we're trading quite slowly that, that we're probably still quite a small fraction of the volume i would say um now that doesn't mean to say that there will be times when um a particular trade gets crowded particular position gets crowded um, and with a lot of people who are all doing a similar kind of thing. Um, I mean, and, and, and I think one of the more interesting concerns is, is the, the growth of the, the risk parity industry, because risk parity funds, when it comes to a shock that causes you to exit your position, look an awful lot like trend followers. Um, because, because the, as we discussed earlier, the, the thing that gets you out of your position quicker is the volatility scaling, not necessarily the momentum filter. Um, so, you know, a, a big risk parity fund that doesn't use momentum, um, if there's a vol shock, they will be reducing their positions and they'll be doing so in a way that looks very much like the, you know, the CTAs and you, you wouldn't be able to distinguish between them on the sort of trade level data. Um, and th there are, of course, plenty of risk parity funds who are using momentum, usually slower, but, but momentum filters, um, to, you know, on, on as a tactical overlay on, on top of that long only position. So. There'll always be times when you know there's a market and there's a rush for the exit and it crashes and people will blame it on on trend followers um but but i you know and i don't think that the size of the industry now and i think realistically in the future i mean people just do not like this strategy right that they, they just they, that's a fact they just don't like it <laughs> i mean it, it's kind of the, the the blessing and the curse of the industry right the the, the curse is that people just don't like it which means it's really hard to sell 
um, you know, it doesn't have a kind of blockbuster shot ratio. Um, it it does it, it it may deliver you know quote unquote crisis alpha, but but not always. Um, it's it's uh, really hard to tell a compelling story about it. Um, you know, compared to say, telling a story about kind of a, a you know an exciting human stock picker who 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 really has a massive expert on on this particular thing. You can tell a great marketing story about that. It's much harder to tell a great marketing story about about a bunch of guys sitting in front of computers playing with programming languages um, but the, the blessing for that is that the industry will probably never get big enough that the that, that crowding would, would really be potentially a, a serious issue and the other the other aspect just to finish is that crowding means something quite different in um, momentum than it does in a, a mean reversion relative value or, or, or carry based strategy so when you get crowding in that kind of strategy you get um, the effect of um, value compression. So if if a whole bunch of investors buy, you know, stocks that have got a you know a nice uh, price to book ratio, then price to book ratios will get compressed, and the returns available from that strategy will reduce. Um, and um, you know th that won't necessarily happen with momentum. With momentum, if a lot of people pile into the same trade, it becomes self-reinforcing, and actually the returns from the trade increase. Of course. Then you still have the problem that everyone could rush for the exit at the same time, but that's equally a problem with you know with the value-based trades. And importantly, another important difference is that those value-based trades tend to have higher leverage um, because their their relative value, um, in many cases in the equity space, um, and uh, in in the in say FX carry space, when those yields get compressed, um, then the you know, volatility tends to fall. You get much higher leverage. Um, so the, the the kind of effect of the rush to the X's is much more pronounced uh, in those style of trades than it than it is in momentum. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I don't think I'm ever going to see enough evidence one way or the other that the momentum is is working or not working. Um, I kind of justify to myself that it that it has this um, psychological underpinning. I never I don't really know whether that's true or not. If I you know, I'll, yes, we'll never know. Um, but but I like. I like the characteristics of the strategy. I like the. Um, I, I don't believe it will necessarily deliver crisis alpha, but I, I do believe that that in the long run it will be uncorrelated. Um, it, and I like the fact that it, uh, as I've already said, it's easy to risk manage, um, and the kind of the way that the portfolios are constructed, with things like the volatility scaling, the diversification, you know, theoretically. Um, that that all makes sense to me and and uh you know that there's plenty of evidence that all of these things individually kind of make sense um so we, actually even if momentum doesn't work that well the fact that you've got a portfolio that's diversified and has got volatility scaling will actually generate pretty decent returns because it is still going to be picking up on on the risk premium from the different assets and and doing so in a way that with the risk management uh, makes sense i mean i love Everything you said about that, uh, Rob, and I would add to that, the other thing I really love about the strategy is that it's super liquid, even though, of course, we all know that private equity guys, they'll have a ball right now because they don't necessarily have to mark to market their positions for the last uh, few days. So it looks pretty stable. Um, but we all know that uh, not being able to get out of your positions uh, when you want is is, is devastating. So, uh, yeah, I mean, liquidity is, is another great thing and actually while you were talking about you know the fact that it's so difficult people don't like uh, the strategy even though it's good for them it reminded me about when my kids were 
were small and, uh, you know, you had to give them their medicine or whatever it is. And they know it tastes awful, so they don't want to take it. But on the other hand, we all know that, you know, it's the best thing for them anyways. I mean, can I just quickly on, on the liquidity point, actually, because one of the things we saw in 2008 was actually CTA did very well. And then we were faced with a wave of redemptions because it was one of the few places where people could could, you know, get access to, to you know, we were offering funds with daily liquidity. We weren't, we weren't putting down gates or anything and people were like, great, this is the only place I can get cash. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, wh whether we get um, a similar thing happening this time around as well. That's right.